Today's episode is brought to you by HE Property Investments. Do you need to sell your house fast? Are you facing foreclosure? Are you behind in tax payments or mortgage payments and you just feel like you just can't catch up? Are you having problems with your tenants not paying rent? Or does the house just need so much work that it will take you so much time and so much money to be able to fix it? Well, we here at HE Property Investments may have a solution for you. Whether you inherited a property that you want to sell or, you know, the house needs a lot of damage or if it's a fire damage home or if it's an abandoned home, we'll be interested and we will close fast and pay cash. Okay, so if this is you, please give us a call at 732-706-8933. Once again, that number is 732-706-8933. Or you can visit us on the web at www.hepropertyinvestments.com. All right, and welcome to the Business Shower Podcast, a podcast for business owners to shine. Today, I have Dawn with me. And Dawn, I'm going to let you do the introduction today and tell everybody who you are and uh, what your business does. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. My name is Dawn Marcotte, and I own a business called DM Consulting LLC. But what I actually do is I'm a freelance writer. And rather than, as many freelance writers do, just having that, you know, kind of tie, as far as tax purposes and things like that, tie into your personal, I actually have a separate business. Um, But again, that's mostly for tax purposes. I still would do what I do, which is primarily a freelance writer, but I've been doing this for over a decade now Mm -hmm. and have learned so much about how to build a business, how to grow a business what not to do. I've learned a lot about that too. Mm -hmm. And so what I've been focusing on over the last six, eight months or so is to really try and help new entrepreneurs. Because of course, with COVID, a lot of people got laid off and a lot of them looked at the internet and said, well, hey, maybe I can do something there. Maybe I can create a business or make some money or things like that. So there's just this huge demand right now Mm -hmm. for people who have never even thought about being an entrepreneur you know, just checking it out, taking a shot, see when you can do. Um, and so I've kind of directed my freelance writing towards that end. So I have a website and I've got articles and all kinds of things there. And I've got a Facebook group and and just all kinds of different ways that I create content and share content around helping people, primarily women, um, build businesses. I, I kind of think of myself as the kindergarten teacher. Oh, I like that. New entrepreneurs, right? Because, you know, I really focus on the people that are brand, brand new, don't Mm -hmm. know what they don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have an education background. I actually have a degree in teaching and I love to teach. Um, But I just really feel like this is my calling because, again, so many people are just lost, don't know what to do. They really need some financial freedom, some financial independence. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that the internet is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter what kind of education you have, how much money you have, whether you've got two kids or five dogs or parents you're trying to, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Your life situation, while it impacts your life, doesn't mean it's an automatic, oh no, 
you can't have a business, you're busy doing whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where I'm focused on right now. And I've written a number of books over the years. My business model is a little different maybe than what your audience has heard of before. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of freelance writers, they'll write articles, they'll do ghostwriting and write things for other people. Mm -hmm. And I've done all of that. But my true love is to share my passion and with with people and to consolidate information. Mm-hmm. So just as a for instance, um, the first business I ever had like 10, 12 years ago, something like that was around uh, parents with grade school kids, because that's what, how my kids were at that time. Mm-hmm. I was very passionate about the idea that kids should not spend more than a half an hour with their face in a screen. Mm. It's long enough ago that that was just television and computer. I didn't even have to deal with smartphones. Mm-hmm. Um, but that leaves a lot of time in the day, right? Yeah. To fill, to, to keep your kids busy. And so I had a website and I wrote all these articles and I wrote a book mm-hmm. to tell parents, here, you know, here's these 15 science experiments and these 15 games and these whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of parents were out of practice, had forgotten about things, whatever, right? And it did really well. And that was a big aha moment for me. So that's kind of my business model is to focus on a passion, build an audience around that, really find out what people are concerned about in that audience, and then write a book and publish the book and sell it. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So I actually, I actually really like that. You said that you um, kind of look at your business as a, like the, the teacher to entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I really do. Yeah. All right. So tell me how your story shapes you are to who you are today. So like, did anything happen to force you into, you know, this type of business or not even any, something neg- negative, but maybe something no. positive happened mm-hmm. that could have forced you into this, to this space? Well, it's, it's a little bit of both. Okay. So I have always loved to write. I was that kid in school when we got assigned an essay. I was like, yeah, I'm excited. Do we have to do multiple choice? Can't we do an essay? To, right. You know, I okay. was that. Child. Okay. Okay. Everybody hated it. I know. But when I got older, you know, I never thought of writing as a possibility for a career because mm-hmm. it's a hard business to break into, especially traditional yes. writing. I'm old enough that when I was a kid, the only way you got to publish a book was you had to you know, submit to agents. And it was just this whole big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I never thought that that was something I was going to do. Fast forward 15, 20 years into my life. I'm in my midlife. I've got a couple of kids now I'm in the corporate world. Um, But one of my children is special needs and she's on the autism spectrum. And so that involves, at least for us, that involved a lot of therapy, a lot of expenses that are not covered or were not at that time covered by healthcare. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shoot, what, you know, we need some extra money. What do I do? Well, that also happened to be when the internet was just starting to really kick off and people were like, oh, you should go write for these. They were called content mills. Uh-huh. Um, they provided content for the internet. They would give me a topic, go write 400 words on what is a VIN number on a vehicle or, you know, all kinds of different subjects. Right. Uh-huh. And they paid you for every article. So I didn't have to have my own business. I didn't have to, you know, you got to pay me. I've done the work, all the contracts, all that kind of stuff that I didn't want to mess with. Uh-huh. And so that's how I kind of got into it. And I made a pretty decent income at it. Uh-huh. But 
Google figured out what was going on with these content mills because they were keyword stuffing. They were just taking keywords, putting them all over in the article and that would rank and, and get them at the top of the rankings, right? And But they weren't helpful articles. You cannot tell someone how to refinish a Mustang vehicle in 400 words. It's exactly. just not, right? And they were mm-hmm. trash. Um, so Google changed their algorithm. And of course, anyone who's online right now, you know, Google is constantly changing their algorithm to make it better so that people that are searching, because their customer is the person that's searching, Mm -hmm. not the person putting the information out there. Mm -hmm. um, So they're always changing it. So the the people that I were working for, those those businesses dried up overnight. They were literally gone. I was working on Friday. They were gone on Monday, Um, which made me go, "Uh uh-oh, now what do I do? Well, somebody else said, well, you know, you've been doing this. You should have a website. Hmm. And that's kind of where I started with the with the whole passion. That was my first business around, you know, what a, doing things with kids um, to keep them out from in front of screens. So it was kind of a progression. Um, the content mills really taught me how to write for the Internet because it is a different style than writing for books. Taught yeah. me how to do research, all that kind of stuff. But it was kind of that progression of, OK, we've got this thing going on in our life. We really need some extra money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to quit my job, but it would be nice to make an extra three, four five hundred dollars a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. Um, started my website, wrote my book, you know, and, and had a fairly steady income. Mm-hmm. It wasn't huge. Again, not going to quit my job. Yeah. But I learned a lot along the way, too. And that I love making websites. I'm kind of a nerd. Um, no, so I would have an idea. And everybody has a website. You know? Yeah. Everybody has a website these days. So that's actually awesome that, yeah. you know, you were you was able to turn that into to something, turn, turn a certain situation into something that you could actually make money off of. So I think that's exactly, exactly. Um, So um, what are the biggest pain points that you've been dealing with these days with COVID? Wow. Okay. So I'll be honest, I'm an introvert. So COVID is kind of a, yay, I don't have to people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Um, But there is such a thing as too much togetherness. And I, I am married. I have two children. They're older, so teen, young adult, but they are at home with us. So it can get a little bit difficult when we're all together Mm -hmm. for a long time. You know, you just kind of start rubbing on each other. Um, So that was tough for a little while, but things have loosened up a little bit now. And the kids are back in school, husband's back at work. Um, I, unfortunately, like I said, got laid off last year. So that was kind of hard for me to deal with as well uh, because it was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in the corporate world as some version of an executive assistant for almost 30 years. Wow. Love the job, love the people I work with, the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was tough yeah. to lose that. Uh, but I don't sit idle well. So I got laid off in June and by July, I'm like, okay, well, I do this writing thing on the side. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so I just kind of shifted my focus to what I had done in the past was basically self-published books where I would have a passion. I would gather information. Mm-hmm. I would put it in a book that was maybe 10,000 words, which is not very long. Mm-hmm. Um, do my own cover and put it out on Amazon. Right. And and I would have built an audience. And so people would buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. So this time I decided, nope. 
we're going to go big. So I have a book coach. I have an editor. I have a Ooh. professional going to do the cover for me. Okay. Um, you know, the whole big thing. It's going to be a real book length book mm-hmm. uh, with a real cover and a spine and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so you um, built. kind of excited. Yeah. So you basically built systems, which is what yes. I was talking about in a couple of episodes ago uh, about building systems within your business so that it just flows. Um, Yes, we do need the content from you, but once the content is together, you hand it off to the next person and they do their job. So yeah, it's just a little tidbit for our listeners Mm because like my episodes uh, slowly progress. So that's, um, that's absolutely awesome. So I'm going to move on to the next question. Okay. If you could name three people who influenced you, who would that be? Uh, The first one is Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. I don't know if you readers know who that is, but he is a rock star. Yes, he is. (laughs) He is. I just love him. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually started at about the same time I started. Mm -hmm. So I started following him right from the beginning when he referred to himself as the crash test dummy Mm -hmm. for online entrepreneurs. And just that whole concept of creating passive income and multiple revenue streams, Mm -hmm. I Love it. Because I don't know if you are aware or not, but right now, at least where I am on Facebook, everybody is all about the let's be a coach and let's charge $1,200 for it. Yes. No. I'm sorry. That does not work for everybody. It does work Mm -hmm. for some people. And I hired a coach, Mm -hmm. a business coach for that amount. And it is the best thing I have ever done for my business ever. Right. But as the person who is starting a business, they may not feel comfortable doing that. That might not be the right thing for them. So I love the whole thing that Pat talks about. You know, you don't have to just create your own offer. You can have affiliate links and do that. And you can just all the different things. Um, So he's my number one. I absolutely love him. The second person that has probably been most influential in mine um, is Stephen Covey. Even though he's not alive anymore, he wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People fantastic book. Absolutely mind-blowing. If you've never read it, I strongly recommend. It's not one that's heard a lot in the entrepreneurial world, very big in the corporate world. And the things that he teaches, I will say, to be honest, some of them are a little out of date because it was written before the internet and it was written by a man uh, for corporate situations, right? So one of the things I did in my business was I read through that book and I'm like, well, let's update this. And I took some of the concepts in that, Mm -hmm. tweaked them and updated them for our world and and for women in particular, because that's my target audience and created just a series of lessons. But some of the things that he talks about, one of the most important things is working in your circle of influence is what he calls it. So those are the people that you come into contact with. Mm-hmm. Every day. It didn't even have to be every day, but the people that you come into contact with, mm-hmm. focus on helping them, focus on interacting with them and understanding them. Mm-hmm. And that will grow your business because they will see that mm-hmm. you will, you know, better be able to communicate with them in the words that they're using. And they're going to go tell their friends. And pretty soon more people are going to come listen to you because you've paid attention to what you can control and what you can influence. So he's, that's number two, for sure. And his book is, it's filled with things like that, that are kind of general principles, 
but you can take them and tweak them and apply them to online businesses. Okay. The third one. Wow. Gosh, I don't know who would, there's so many people. I know. Um, I love Marie Forleo okay. and her, you know, everything's figure outable. Um, I actually I like that of, word. Figure outable. Yeah, she's got a, she wrote a book with that okay. title. I believe everything is figure outable. Okay. And the basic premise is, is, okay, you're going to need to learn to do new things. Mm -hmm. You can figure this out. Yeah. You don't have to know everything right away. Mm -hmm. You can learn as you go along and you will learn as you go along. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, That's something I think a lot of people, especially new entrepreneurs struggle with is that thinking that I have to be an expert. I cannot start selling things or promoting myself until I'm an expert. Mm -hmm. And you don't. All you have to do is know more than the person that you're selling to. Exactly. You don't have to know everything. If you've only been in business for a year, you still know more than that person who's just thinking about starting their business. Absolutely. And that can be a pretty significant mind shift for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And that's where I was not too long ago when I started these businesses. So I completely understand, but that's, that was a good, um, I'm going to have to ask you to send me the links to those books so I can put it in the the notes. Awesome. So, um, in difficult moments, right? So we all know that we have those moments where we're like, um, and how, how do you stay motivated and how do you stay focused on making progress? Well, I'm a very process oriented person. I like to have processes where it doesn't matter what I'm doing. If I follow the same four marketing steps, mm-hmm. I'm going to come up with a result, right? Okay. So that helps a little bit because what I've been able to do is really boil things down into There are four things that I have to make sure I do every workday for marketing because consistency is important, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have those days where we just don't want to. It's just overwhelming. We're stressed, whatever, right? It's okay to take a day. Mm -hmm. This is your business. You can do that Mm -hmm. and take care of yourself. But if you have figured out, okay, there's these three things that I'm, I need to be consistent about showing up in order to grow my business over time. So I'm going to take 15 minutes, do those things, and then walk away mm-hmm. for the day. So that's one thing that I do is I've, I've figured out what are those essentials that I absolutely have to do. Mm-hmm. And I can set a timer and do them and then walk away. The other thing that I have found really helpful is I have kind of a, a, a thank you file. Mm-hmm. I think some people call it a hype file. So mm-hmm. when somebody emails me and said, oh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me or that thing that you said was really helpful mm-hmm. or whatever, right? When people express gratitude for what I have done, mm-hmm. I cut and I paste that and I put it in a file, in a folder. So when I'm having a day where I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? I can look at that folder and see the people that I've helped. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't have that yet, but you've got a why statement you know, you have a passion. There's a reason you started this business. Mm -hmm. Having that somewhere where you can see it and remember it is another big step. That's something that I did early on before I got, you know, people starting to say thank you for doing different things. Mm -hmm. So those are just a couple, three different ways that I really kind of help keep moving forward. 
And I actually like that. So the first one, just to summarize it, the first one is kind to kind of the the four tasks that you know that you have to do. Um, do it, get it out the way, and then take the rest of the time. And then mm-hmm. um, remembering your why, which is a big one. This is the one I talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, what was the last one you said? Uh, was having a, a file or someplace that you keep you um, gratitude right. or thank yous or okay. whatever you want to call it. When people, when you've helped people and they recognize that, just mm-hmm. being able to go back and read through what you did for other people can be very motivating. Yes. Awesome. So guys, you hear that. That's how, those are some tips on how you can stay motivated when you're not feeling up to it. Okay. Um, all right. So my next question, um, mm-hmm. this is, this is a loaded question just to FYI. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what is the most important thing you learned in life? What was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after? Oh boy. The most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is a really tough one. Okay. I think probably the most important thing that I have learned is that I can do anything Mm -hmm. if I take the time to break it down into manageable steps. Mm. So just uh, for instance, a couple of things about me personally, I run marathons, that's 26.2 miles. So nobody just gets off the couch and goes and runs 26.2 miles. You train for it. You work up to it, right? You divide it down into little bitty steps until you reach that goal. Um, I have a child, like I said, who's special needs. She's autistic. So to teach her how to do things, you can't teach her five steps. You have to start with step one and repeat that until she gets it. And then you put step one with step two, right? Little baby steps forward. Mm -hmm. and eventually you get there. And I think that was one of the most important things I've learned because before that I would look at other people doing really awesome things. And I think, Oh, I can never do that. Look at them. They're special mm-hmm. somehow. Um, and I've realized, no, I can be special too. I can do things that other people don't think are possible that I didn't even think was possible. Exactly. I just have to break them down into those steps mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. Absolutely. So I like those. Um, I really, really definitely like those. Um, I'm going to add it to the notes section as well. Uh, So what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a similar career as yours? So if you're moving from employee to entrepreneur, there are a couple of things you need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, if you can do it as a side gig first, Mm -hmm. do it. Don't just quit your job and think you're going to be making $10,000 in 90 days because you're not. (laughs) I'm sorry. Very rarely does that ever happen. Mm -hmm. But if you can start it as a side gig and start thinking about where does your passion intersect with what people will give you money for Mm -hmm. and get that all figured out first, that is a tremendous first step. Mm-hmm. Because the difference in mindset between being an employee when somebody's telling you what you need to do and being an entrepreneur where you have to figure it all out yourself is huge. Yes. 
And back to the take it in little baby steps at a time. So if you can start it as a side gig, I think that's a great way to start because then you don't have to panic about, oh my gosh, I've got to get it figured out in 90 days because that's all the money I've got Mm -hmm. to to pay rent or whatever. Um, So that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing is to be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, be authentic to who, who you are. I'm just finishing my first draft of my next book mm-hmm. and it's called, let's see, what is it called? What did I call it? <laughs> um, it's, it's called success in quotation marks guaranteed mm-hmm. nine live, nine lies online entrepreneurs need to know. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I went out and I interviewed 20 plus online inter, um, entrepreneurs, people who are living it, who are doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Some with more success than others, some who've only been in for a year or two, some who've been in business for 35 years, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I had already identified these nine lies, but some of them are, it's fast, it's easy, you're going to make tons of money, you can figure this out on your own, you don't need any help, mm-hmm. things like that, right? And they all create these unrealistic expectations. And if you're not ready for that, when you start your business, mm-hmm. it's going to derail you. Because there's already all this overwhelm of having to learn all this new stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready for the fact that you're going to see every other ad saying, hey, I just figured out a way to book five $1,200 clients. Do you want to learn how? Sign up, right? And you see those kinds of things over and over and you start thinking, well, why have they figured it out? And I haven't figured it out. Mm -hmm. When the reality is they haven't figured it out either. That is a marketing tactic to get someone to sign up for their stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're not ready for that, it can be so demoralizing and so disheartening. And I have seen over this time, last six, eight months, so many people who try to make a business, but then they give up because they just can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. They see all these other people, they think something's wrong with them and they give up when in fact, it usually takes about a year before you get all the pieces together, get your processes figured out, get everything dialed in so that you actually start getting a steady stream of clients or customers or sales. Mm-hmm. It's not 30 days. It's not 90 days. It's not even 120 days for most of us. Mm-hmm. So it's just so important to understand the myths out there, the things that people think are true that are not. So I think that's what I would share is to be authentic and realize that this is going to take some time and some effort, but you can do it. Absolutely. And you know what else? Um, You also mentioned uh, like how long it would take. And then people have to also understand that we are in a different time now. We're in COVID times. So everything has changed. So, yeah, um, it definitely you're definitely right. I can't wait. I I need to read this book. I'm like so (laughs) excited about it because I I heard the myths, too. Like I'm also in real estate and all the real estate coaches will teach you you're only, you know, one deal away or you could do this in 30 days. And and no, that's not. the No. And I've tried. Believe me, I have tried. Yes. And that's the thing. I mean, I'm not saying these people that are selling this are liars. I mean, there are some people out there. I'm in a group, a Facebook group. This woman has a system that works so well for her and she's making huge amounts of money. Right. And she sells it. She coaches people for that system. And that's great. But you know what? She's an extrovert. And she has been doing this for a number of years and she's got all these other things going on 
that don't apply to me. So when I try that system, it doesn't work. But they don't tell you that. No. You know, and, and that's the thing. People that are selling these are in different places in their online journey than you are. And there are people, if my father, who's a salesman, mm-hmm. decided to go online and bought that particular process, it would work for him. This yes. man could smell, could uh, sell snow to an Eskimo. I mean, he's just <laughs> phenomenal, right? Okay. And he's outgoing and he know lots, knows lots of people, whatever, right? He would mm-hmm. already be steps ahead down that process because it works for his personality. Yeah. And people don't think about those aspects when they're trying to get a business up and running. You're focused on got to make money, mm-hmm. got to be financially independent. I'm not, you know, going to be able to make rent at the end of the month if I don't make five sales or whatever it is, right? And and that can be very overwhelming. So that's one of the other reasons I really suggest starting as a side gig if you can mm-hmm. so that you get a lot of the wrinkles worked out and when you're ready and you've already built it up to a point where you feel ready, then you can quit your day job. And have a little more smooth transition. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we have a couple more questions. Okay. Um, so what are some of the best resources that helped you along the way? There were a couple of resources. Um, I said that I have been some form of an executive assistant in the corporate world. So when I got laid off, my first thought was, oh, I'll just be a virtual assistant. Hmm, Didn't okay. work out. Um, but Susan Mershon of the Techie Mentor mm-hmm. has a lot of great free stuff for people that are setting up a business. And the one thing that was so helpful to me was she had this worksheet where you plug in all of your expenses mm-hmm. um, and figure out if you're going to charge an hourly rate, what would you need to charge mm-hmm. in order to live and pay all your bills and whatever. So when I did that exercise, I figured out I would need $150 an hour. Now, I don't care how good you are as a virtual assistant when you're answering phones and doing calendar, whatever, right? Nobody's paying me $150. (laughs) At that point, I was like, oh, okay, well, let's figure out something else. But she has a lot of great, really tactical things like that that can really help you dial in and figure out the, the business side of things. And that is so important. That's not a lot. You don't see a lot of that. No. Um, so she was the first one. I already talked about Pat Flynn. He's the mm-hmm. other one. Got a lot of great resources. He's got a podcast. He's got a website. Mm-hmm. He's got all kinds of courses and things. Yeah. So I really strongly urge people to check him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about Marie Forleo. I like her. Um, let's see who else. There was somebody else that I was just thinking of. And now I can't remember who it was. Um, that I follow. Now, I how did you? The name just went out of my head. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, that's all right. If it comes up, we could just talk about I'll, it. I'll how tell did you, you it, when it comes back to me. Okay. What, how did you find these people? Because that is something I hear running thing where entrepreneurs they're like, well, yes. where do I find these people? Who? How do you know who to trust? How do you know who to listen to? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, Pat, like I said, I ran into when I first started my business, and I just love the idea that he was so transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, about what he does and the fact that he was taking his processes Mm -hmm. and applying it to a business that's not teaching other people how to build an online business. Mm -hmm. He built an entirely separate business Mm -hmm. and, you know, walked us through the whole thing. And so I was there long enough, but I actually saw it as it was happening. It was fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I found him. 
at a time when there weren't so many people to to wade through. Okay. Um, Danny Inney, that's the other one. Okay. Uh, uh, I know it will come back to you. <laughs> I knew it would come back to me. I, I also bought his class. He does has a lot of great free information as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, the people that I have worked with, I've more or less just kind of stumbled onto them because they were referred to me by other people that I trust. Mm. And that is so important in finding people because they're Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk. Mm-hmm. is someone that's very popular and he's also great, but the way he talks can be a little offensive to people. Mm-hmm. Cause I think he's dropping a lot of swear words and things like oh, that. Okay. I don't personally follow him, but that's what I've heard is that he's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I've already got these other people, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about finding somebody else. Um, but yeah, find somebody that you trust. Uh, Facebook is a, actually a great place because you can kind of follow them along for a little while. You, you mm-hmm. can lurk. <laughs> yes, and watch and see mm-hmm. what they say and what stalk. they do, and then if That's you like, call it. exactly, right? you stalk <laughs> them. And if you like, then you can join, or then you can get a little more active, or whatever. So that's a great place. Um, the book that I'm I'm publishing here, hopefully later this summer, that we just talked about. I actually asked everybody I interviewed, mm-hmm. give me a book that you recommend, give me a person that you recommend. And so, if you find someone, like if you went to Pat Flynn's. Um, website, I believe he has a section of here's people he recommends to follow. So once you find someone, a lot of times they will have people that they also recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can kind of start there and do that. Yep. Awesome. So those are some great gems, everybody. Um, So as we wrap up, we start to get into the signature questions. Okay. Um, So what is your vision for like the next five years for your business? Well, I'm going to be a little greedy. Um, I spoke about Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective Entrepreneurs. Okay, that book grew into an entire industry. Okay, That's what I want. I want my book to grow into such a huge thing Mm -hmm. that millions of people read it and go, she's right. (laughs) And you know what? And use it. That will happen. That will happen. We're so. going we're gonna to manifest so. that for you. But I really hope so. Because I truly believe that things that I talk about in this book are so helpful to new entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and will help people get over those mindset things and, and actually become financially independent. And that's what I really want. Because that's the other thing I learned when I got laid off from my job, because I had at that point was pretty much depending on that for income. Mm-hmm. And my husband got laid off from his job at mm-hmm. the same time. Okay. And that was a Oh, yeah. <laughs> moment, right? When mm-hmm. we bo- and we're like, oh, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason I really think it's a great idea for people to have a side gig because then if something happens to your regular job, you're still got options. Exactly. Um, so that's my dream over the next five years is to grow that into an industry. Okay. Yeah. See, we have the same story. The only thing is when I got laid off, it was just me. So he was able to still go to work, but I was the one that was just like, what am I going to do? I've been at this company for 13 years of my life. Right? I was like stuck. I was really stuck. But you can only play video games so much during the day. I've tried. (laughs) Exactly. So many shows you can watch on Netflix. Right. (laughs) But yeah, so I, I completely get it. And that's one of the things I preach on the podcast, too, is to have a side hustle. Because mm-hmm. with these jobs these days, you just never know. 
Never know. And when you retire, that's the other thing that's really nice about having a job or a business online. Mm -hmm. You can dial it down. You can scale it down. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're only spending an hour or two a day on a beach in Tahiti while you're emailing people, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but then you're still maintaining an income well into your senior years and you don't have to worry about, oh, my gosh, am I going to outlive what I've saved up and exactly. all that good stuff? So anyway. Exactly. Yes, Tahiti is my favorite place. So that's where <laughs> I will be soon. OK, so last question before we wrap okay. up. OK. Um, what is something unique no one knows about you or your business um, that you want to share with us today? Something no one knows. Wow. You know, I'm pretty transparent, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm that there's anything that nobody knows um, about me or my business. Well, I'm uh, pretty new. So tell me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a closet gamer. Not a lot of people oh. know that. Okay. I play Destiny 2 on my okay. PS4 okay. a lot. Okay. <laughs> so Never heard um, of Destiny 2. My husband well, it's, knows it's, what that is. It's not a huge <laughs> big game, but okay. you, know, you say the word gamer and most people think of a you know, 46 year old man in his mom's basement or something Mm. like that. And I am the mom and it's in my living room. So it's, I'm not the usual stereotype, but yeah, that's about the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I only have one game and that's Mortal Kombat. The last one that just came out and I barely play it. So yeah, I'm, I tell my husband, like, this is my controller. It's like a gold controller. I'm like, (laughs) but He touches it all the time. So <laughs> um, that's awesome. So before we wrap up, do mm-hmm. you have any questions for me? I don't think so. This has been a lot of fun, though. I really awesome. enjoyed it and I appreciate the opportunity. So Thank you so much. So tell our listeners how they can connect with you online um, and, and, you know, all your handles and everything like that. Okay. And I'm also going to put it in the notes. Okay, great. Because I don't know all my handles. Um, The best place to find me really is on Facebook. I have a group called Women Coaches and Consultants Growing Our Business. And I am in there multiple times a day. So that's the best place to find me. I am, of course, on Facebook. My profile is Dawn M. Marcotte. And I'm on Instagram. Not that I understand what I'm doing on Instagram, but I'm there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's again just my name, Don Marcotte. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as myself, Don Marcotte. But the place that I really spend the most time because that's where my customers are is uh, Facebook. So that's probably the best place to find me. Awesome, awesome. So thank you very much for being on the show today. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. Until next time, everybody. Peace.